You're listening to The Long Game Podcast with Sandra Scaiano. In a world where everyone is doing, it's easy to get lost in a sea of comparison, secret tricks, and promises of overnight success. The Long Game is my approach to business, the actual day-in and day-out philosophy that you have to show up, you have to do the work, and there's no quick fixes for long-term success. I'm a web designer, digital strategist, and energetic thinker, and I'm here to share the process and lessons I experience with my clients daily who are going through the same struggles of building a business as you are. We'll hear from successful entrepreneurs sharing their long game strategies, and I'm fun, so we're going to have a little fun along the way too. Thanks for being here. Let's get to today's episode. Hi, everyone. I've got someone very special here today. She is a bright light. Her brand color is sunny yellow, and she is an expert storyteller. My guest, April Pertwee, is the creator of Light Beamers, where she helps women unlock the story within them so they can own it, speak it, and share it with others. Welcome, April. Thank you for being here today. Thank you, Sandra. So excited to do this. So April and I have been friends through the internet. We met. We're also in a mastermind together. So we have really been spending a lot of time with each other and learning each other's business. And April has opened my eyes and impressed me so much with the work that she does. We all know how important story is to our businesses and to building audiences, or we hear about that, but how do you actually create that? So that's what we're going to talk about today. How do you craft your story so that it works for you and is welcoming to other people? And also, how can you weave that into other parts of your business, like your sales pages or your other messages that you have going on? So... Today, we're going to talk a lot about storytelling. One thing I love about my women entrepreneur friends is knowing their past lives and then seeing how they bring that past forward in what they do now. So April, tell us how you got started with storytelling. (laughs) Okay, this is good. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, well, as I'll be sharing with you probably here in a little bit, you know, a good place to start with your story is a little bit of background, right? A little bit of historical context or a little bit of kind of your before, right? Where were you before? A lot of people don't know this about me now because I feel so far removed from it. But the truth is that I started out in storytelling as a journalist. So I went through the track of going through journalism school. I got out of journalism school, got a job as a fancy television reporter. Like professional storyteller. Yeah. Really, right? It was, you know, I thought at the time, it's so funny when you're, you know, you're 20, 21 years old, you think, oh my gosh, that sounds so much fun. And it did because I really did want to be able to tell stories all day long. And I thought, oh my gosh, I found a way to get paid to do it. I can be serious. I can be like this Barbara Walters you know, type person. And what I got in and found in the industry was that you know, being a television news reporter, you're chasing a lot of bad stories. You're chasing a lot of fire trucks and police cars and you know, knocking on doors of people after they've just lost a child and shoving a microphone in their face and asking them, how did that make them feel? And I learned a lot. I learned a lot about hustling. I learned a lot about deadlines. I learned a lot about working fast. And, you know, probably one of the biggest things that I took away from that experience was learning how to get people to trust me in a very short amount of time so that they would talk to me and tell me their story. 
And that little gem ended up being so valuable because I do believe it's one thing that I carry with me today when I sit down and talk to people about their story is I'm, <laughs> I have an unbelievable way of being able to get people to tell me just about anything. And I think it's because I learned that. You're so welcoming and down to earth and all of that. And then you've crafted this other piece. So yeah, those early days, it's important in your story to look back and see like, you know, where were you? But you know, it may not have always been the most beautiful experience. How many of us really are starting out in our 20s? And here we are 20 years later, still doing the same thing. That's part of the journey, right? And that's what our stories are supposed to do is just share a piece of our journey to let people know that we've been on one and it's been an interesting ride. But the main thing is that there's been lessons along the way. So that's a little bit of my background. I got out of news after a while because I knew that that, yeah, my, my sunny disposition just didn't land there. I didn't want to chase those types of stories. But what I did discover during that time was when I did get the chance to go do human interest stories and I would get to go talk to people about their, you know, their life story kind of thing. Those were the stories that I really loved and I just savored them and I soaked it up. And after a while, I asked myself, man, how can I go do more of that? And that was really the marker that kind of set me out on the journey that ultimately led me to doing what I'm doing today is just really getting to talk with people, hear their story and help them understand the power of their own story. Because I think a lot of times we all tend to diminish our own story thinking it's not important. Oh, gosh, so true. And people say, I just do this. Or yeah, (laughs) totally. Well, you know, that's a good lead into what I wanted to ask next is, you know, we all know that story is important, because that's kind of a, a known thing, let's just say. But like, you know, why is it important for each of us to be able to own our own story? I mean, that's a different kind of concept and then be able to share it well. Yeah, this is multifaceted. But number one, it is important for us to own our own story because it will help you as you tell that story or as you just maneuver through the world. It honestly will help you find clarity and confidence. So many people who wrestle with their story and feel like their story has power over them. There are people that really don't tell their story and they let that story have power over them because there's probably things about their story that they don't really love, right? Like, you know, shame or guilt or regret and all those things. We all have it. But they haven't learned to pick out the pieces of their story that allow them to actually use that story in a powerful way. So you go from letting the story have power over you to using your story for power. And so that's when you, when you learn how to do that and you get rid of the stuff that like is causing, you know, the darkness over you. This is why I named my brand light beamers is that when you learn to do that, you get rid of that darkness and you learn to shine the light. And That's when your story can be used and actually be helpful for someone else. But first, it will have been helpful to you, you know, because it will help you get rid of that. I love, love the concept. And it sparks something that I was talking about with a girlfriend recently, because we were talking about some stories and I launched my podcast recently. And so I'm sharing more stories about myself now and my history and things. And there's one story I was telling her about. And I said, I can't share this. Like, Mm-hmm. You know, it was about my family. And I'm like, you know, not until like the people are passed away, you know, like right. it sounds terrible because I'm like, 
it's my story, but it's also their story, like story. So that is what you were talking about, about the story having power over you. Like I so feel that because some things I feel like it's not my story to tell, even though I was a person in the story and have my own perspective. And, but I feel like because the story affects other people, you know, so it's really fascinating that whole hold on thing. Yeah, because that's such an, uh, so good that you bring this up, Sandra, because this, I hear this all the time is that it's my story, but it's also includes other people. So therefore I can't share it because I would be sharing their story and I don't have the right to do that. I don't want to throw them under the bus. You Uh know, I don't want to share those gory details. Like, you know, it's just too much information. And I would say to you, there is definitely a way that you could share that story without revealing the other people who were involved. And so that's when you really just look at your story and look for the details that would be relevant for sharing for someone else. Like, what do they need to know about that? And really, it's probably you went through an experience I'm going to guess like there was an experience or an exchange or just like a type of relationship maybe you've had in your family. You could describe that relationship without ever divulging who that relationship was with. Or you could describe the experience without ever telling who the experience was with, right? So you would just say something along the lines like, let's go deep. Like, let's, I, and I'm not saying this is your story at all because I don't right. know what you're <laughs> referencing, but totally, I would use one that's, a, that's really, you know, quite prevalent, right? Like, let's just go there. So, because I know, hey, we're in the podcast where we can just say whatever, right? We can, please bring it. And people need to learn from this. Like, yeah. I am not the only one with this experience. No, and and, I, and like, again, I'm not saying that's a Sandra's experience, but this is a common thing that I come across when I'm talking with women about their story. And this is why that story is holding power over them. And they'll be like, maybe it was something in their in their past where they suffered some sort of abuse. Okay, that's pretty common in women. Unfortunately, that's something we come across very often and abuse in many different forms. But let's just say, generally speaking, they have suffered some sort of abuse. Now, they don't want to divulge that maybe it was their father that abused them or their ex-husband that abused them because they have children involved and the children's it's their children's dad. Right. Like we're not going to go there. You don't have to go there. All you're doing is setting the scene. You're like, you know, I have had an experience in my life where I was abused by someone else. And that abuse left me feeling lost, lonely, totally confused. It's really about getting to the emotion of what that experience or that relationship left you with. Because the key to storytelling is emotion. It's really about emotion because here's the point. The point of telling the story is not to like throw the ex-husband or the dad under the bus. The point is to create a connection with someone else. And how many other people in your world might also know what it feels like to feel lost, confused, lonely, alone, and in shame? You know, like I was abused and I I didn't know how to get out of that situation for a while. So a lot of women feel powerless and they feel then shame that they felt powerless. Like I didn't know I stayed. I stayed in the house or I stayed in that marriage or, you know, whatever they did. And they just feel like it was their fault. And so they feel that guilt. That's the point of the story, because that's not where the story ends. This is the important part about learning to tell the story is that you're just setting the stage with that story. But what did you do about that? Like, what did you learn from that experience? Maybe you're telling that story today, 
not as someone who is still in that relationship or still suffering through that abuse or whatever it may be. You're on the other side of it now. And maybe you look back and reflect, you know, I stayed because, you know, I thought I was doing my children a favor. But now that I'm on the other side of it, I realize I was actually hurting my children. That's actually a really important message to share with someone because maybe they're in an abusive relationship with their yeah. father, their husband <laughs> and they're thinking, oh, I'm over here staying because I think it's going to benefit my children too. And now I hear someone else telling me that's completely the wrong thinking and they need to hear that. So like, like that's a really deep, dark example. There's, you know, but I but think you it on the head with it's the emotion, because as you said, it's the emotion of the story, like a light bulb went off. Like that is the piece. That's the riveting piece is that the emotional connection of my story. It just happens to include Other family people. members or something, you know, so you can, but that's that really amazing. and I love that way of, looking at the approach to your story in a different way so that you can still share it and own it. Like that's how I own my own story, how you just described, even though that story has other players in it. Yeah. You know, help me own it for myself so I could share it. Well the number one rule of storytelling, there's there's several really key rules to storytelling, but I think the number one rule to storytelling is to ask yourself who's the audience? Mm -hmm. Who is the audience? So you're not sharing that story to share it with your family members, right? You're sharing right. that story to hopefully um, make a connection with someone in your audience that you want to connect with or, you know, a, t- a group of women or a set of survivors or whoever it is you're talking to. You have to know who your audience is. That's also going to help you realize because we all have a lot of stories in our vault, right? We have a lot of stories in our life. <laughs> And so you are thinking, which story do I tell? Like, what does my audience need to know about me? The question really you should be asking is, you know, what is it that they're struggling with? What is it that I want to be helping them with? How can I use my story as a way to help them, to give them a sense of hope, to give them a roadmap, to give them evidence of what's possible? That's what our stories do. So going back to my example of, you know, sharing a story of abuse, you would be sharing that story with the intention of letting another one woman know there is a way out and you don't have to stay. You're not helping your children, you know, and so I'm going to share the story from that intention. Knowing our audience is it's like a big thread through everything that we do as business owners. So, of course, you know, we talk about that all the time that, you know, if you want to market to somebody, you need to know your audience. If you want to do a Facebook ad, you need to know your audience. If you want to tell a story, you also need to know your audience. You know, I did a past episode recently and I'll link to it if you guys haven't listened to um, about finding your brand voice, like how to find your brand voice, because that's something that ties into storytelling as, as well. And, you know, many business owners they doubt the writing or their writing ability and their storytelling skills. Like, you know, I face it all the time with my clients. You, you do that better. You say a better kind of thing. So, you know, what are some of the ways that we can get better at relaying our own story? Yeah. Can I just first make a confession? Because you just said it like we all have these doubts. We all have these things that we you know, we don't do it as well as someone else. And I'm over here struggling with those same doubts. And just to give you a a really perfect example, because I, you know, I do, I am very confident in my ability to understand human nature, and to understand stories to understand people's stories. I get it. I get it at a deep level. I understand how to 
really wordsmith those stories. But let's just talk about, you know, like kind of marketing and branding our business when it goes to write like a sales copy or, you know, an Instagram post. I just try to lead with my heart and I just tell the story from the framework that I use all the time. But if I really measured that up against like, quote, I'm doing air quotes here, you know, the rules of copywriting, I probably break a lot of rules. I probably don't follow all the rules of copywriting like I quote should. But I go back to like, you know what, I'm just going to focus on how I do it instead of how the rule book tells me I should do it. Maybe I can pick up some lessons along the way and I'll make it better as I go. But I struggle with that too. I'm like, you know, I'm sure I'm not leading with, you know, all the right hooks that I should and all of those things. But I just go back to what I'm really, really good at. And I just try to stay in my wheelhouse. So, you know, if anyone's out there struggling with not feeling like you measure up in other areas, just live in your expertise, like live into it and own it and learn to share the stories around it. And I think it will continue to bleed over into other things. And then as you go, you learn and you get better. But I just wanted to say that because I know so many entrepreneurs, myself included, we have doubts and those aren't really ever going to go away. But I think it's important that, you know, and this is where I think story comes in. If you use your own story as a roadmap, I believe your story is really guiding you to your life's purpose. I believe in a divine connection and I believe that we've been put here on this earth for a particular reason and that we are orchestrated and our paths have been divinely orchestrated. So the experiences that you've had in your past, they've been for a reason. And if you can look at those critically and determine what the lessons were that you learned along the way, that's going to provide really valuable information for you to understand what's the message you are meant to be here to share. Like you have a reason to share and this can absolutely be leading you to a business model, right? It can be leading you to what you do for a living. But you have to lean into your own story to examine it to see like, what's been the point of all of this? Because to go through a lot of experiences in your life and not see the point, you're missing it. You're missing it. And I I talk a lot about you've got to do things your own way. Like, you know, that's the whole point of this podcast. That's (laughs) long game mentality. That's a long game strategy is... You can learn and you can implement certain things like copywriting rules, but you need to bring your own experience and self to it and do it your own way. And through that, you're going to learn and grow and evolve, but bringing it in. And I guess what, you know, we can move on because one of the, you did answer that question. So yes. Okay. The, one of the other pieces though that could go into that question is, Like, let's talk a little bit about what details to keep in, what details to keep out. I mean, we've all been stuck in a, at a party where someone's telling us a story and we're like, yeah, nodding to our friend across the room to come get us out of the conversation. You know, so like, how do we, stories have a way of either being concise or have, you know, overflowing a little bit. So can we talk a little bit about editing ourselves or what are the pieces we should be including? Yes. Okay. This is so good. And I can share with you, I have a you know really great formula that I use for this and we can share the formula with your podcast listeners, you know, maybe in the show notes or whatever, but yeah, well, I'll um, link to it in the show notes for sure. Yeah. So again, another rule of storytelling, listen to this, you know, remember we talked about know your audience is one of them. I didn't really point this out as a rule, but we talked about the emotion, like mm-hmm. really dive into the emotion. So connect to the emotion of how a story made you feel or how you felt 
during a time in your life. And that's going to help it connect to your audience. So emotion is another really big piece of storytelling. And then another good rule to remember about storytelling is that storytelling really is told in threes. So you need to remember the rule of three. And the rule of three, in my opinion, is really just building a simple arc. Like I I Mm -hmm. relate this to climbing a mountain. So a mountain has a base on one side, a peak at the top, and then a base on the other side, right? Like simple three steps, one, two, three, you're going to start at the bottom, you're going to get to the top, and then you're going to go to the other side. Okay, that's your story. So your story at the base is just, again, that before, that before, like, where were you really when all of this journey started? Like, can you identify kind of that origin story for you of how things really began. And we're not talking about the year you were born, where did you grow up? It's not a biography. It's again, like I didn't start out by telling you where I was born and where did I grow up and what college did I go to and what degree did I get? I started out by telling you, you know, I got this really amazing job in my 20s. And then I realized, you know, I learned a lot in that time. I learned how to be a good reporter, learned how to be a good journalist and learn how to tell good stories. But I also realized I wasn't in the right industry. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's a little bit of historical context of my own story. I, that's a good place to start. When you start from there, then you might be climbing a mountain to get up to that peak because we're kind of on a search in our lives. You know, we're always sort of searching for happiness, fulfillment, peace, <laughs> love, understanding, you know, uh, success, community, right? So we're, we're looking for those things. And so, you know that you're on a quest. And so you're not going to tell every person every stop that you made on the climb up that mountain because that's when you're going to be boring your friends to death with the story because we don't really care. We get it. We all know we're on a journey. We humanly, we get that connection, right? We understand that there might have been a struggle. It's a universal. It's a universal (laughs) truth, right? But if you take people from that before and you kind of, you know, jump up to the top of that mountain, then you tell them what happened at the top of that mountain because what happens at the top of the mountain is transformation. You've been climbing a long time and you've been maybe falling down, getting your knees scraped up a little bit, bumping into trees along the way, right? But when you get to the top of that mountain, you actually finally get to see the beautiful vista and your perspective has changed. Something has shifted in you. This can be an event in your life. Sometimes this happens with people like in one single event, right? Like it could be the death of somebody or, you know, the loss of a job, you know, or something like that, that totally gives people that pivotal moment in their life. Or it could be a series of events or like a season of life that you just slowly evolve and change. And then you wake up one day and you realize you're standing on top of that mountain, you know, like you wake up and go, oh my gosh, like I get it now. And so you are, you begin to understand why the journey has been there because you see it for what it was. It was a lesson you needed to learn. And so then you go down the other side of that mountain and then you go share that with other people. It's like you're going to go tell it on the mountain, right? Like you literally right. are going to run down that mountain because when you're going down the other side of the mountain, the climb, you're, you're, you're going downhill. <laughs> it's easy to get down to the other side of the mountain. And you're <laughs> like, I cannot wait to get to the bottom of the mountain and tell my friends, right? And that's really where I believe in terms of business, that's where our brand message usually lives, 
right? So if we're trying to identify what is it that I want my brand or my business to really do for people, you need to go through your own story and figure out what is your running down the mountain moment, right? Like, what is it you want to say to people? What Mm -hmm. is it that your story that you now know is like truth that you need to share with other people? And this absolutely can relate to, you know, products and services. It doesn't have to just be the, you know, a coaching business or something like that. This can absolutely be, you know, even if like you're a dry cleaner. I mean, seriously, this could apply to anything. Mm-hmm. If you really want to make an emotional connection with your audience, this is why storytelling is so important. Well, as you talk about that, my mind drifted back to you know, storytelling has been for thousands of years. Yeah, like that is how man. we communicated. So when yeah. you said, I'm running down the mountain to tell everybody, I literally was like, this is historically how we shared important information like, through stories. If you want someone to remember something, you share it through a story Absolutely. or you know, because people think like that and it helps them to remember. And that is why stories in our business, I'm inferring right now, are a good thing because it helps people remember who you are, your service, your product, your why, so that they can work with you. Absolutely. It's like such a visual too, right? When you tell a story, it lays an imprint in your brain and in your heart and your soul. You remember, you remember that. And it's not like we walk away from a party going, Oh man, I got to go get that product. You know, you're going to remember the transformation that that product provided someone else. Mm-hmm. And you're going to go, I want that transformation too. So therefore, I'm going to go get the product. It's not the product okay. we're after or the service or the thing or the whatever our business offers. Nobody wakes up going, gee, let me see what I could go buy today. No, they're looking for how can my life improve? How can I solve these problems? How can I feel better? How can I get success faster. I mean, again, we're all on that search to fulfillment, Mm -hmm. happiness, love, peace, understanding, all of those things. Well, it's interesting too, because that's also one way that testimonials are so important to a product service business, because those are stories from users. I mean, granted, they're also social proof to kind of be like, Other people have used this, but they are, you know, reviews and testimonials on products and things like that are all stories of people who have used the product or service and have had a transformation with it. So like that is a mini story, so to speak, a review. And we all read them. I mean, who hasn't combed Amazon reviews to be like, should I get this or not? I'm looking for some real like feedback, who I relate to kind of thing. So so many ways. And the cool thing is that I think, and this is what I try to teach my clients is like, Hey, this story formula that I've taught you, it doesn't just apply to your own story. It applies like when you are talking with those clients who have had really great success and, and it would be a perfect person to share a testimonial with you, you can actually guide them. You could ask them the three questions. So before working with me or using my product or taking part in this service or whatever it is, what were you struggling with? Tell me where were you before, you know, and then what was their transformational moment? Like, what was it about this product service, whatever experience that changed you? Okay, so ask them that question. And then ask them the other question, they're running down the moment story, like what's the message? What would you tell other people about this? Right? So ask them three questions, and you're going to get a phenomenal testimonial to use. 
That's great because people always, that's a hard spot for business owners too, to figure out like, how do I get that feedback? Testimonials. I never have understood this. I'm like, I call my clients all the time. I just did this on Friday, last Friday, a week ago. I just finished a group program and I had, we had eight women participate in this group program. It was three months long, major, major, major transformations that take place. And I reached out to every single one of them. And I said, on Friday, would you join me on Zoom so that I could ask you some questions about your experience and get a video testimonial? Because I mean, let's just, you know, like get video. Right. Yeah. And every <laughs> single woman got on Zoom with me on a Friday. I gave them a time slot and I spent that day asking them those three questions, you know, probably a few extras in there. And I have eight amazing video testimonials because I asked. They were not going to just voluntarily do that for me. Mm -hmm. But as a business owner, you have to be your own marketer. You have to be your own PR agent, you know, especially as entrepreneurs, I should say. And so if you are a solopreneur, you need to remember to put those hats on and be you know, the PR agent and, and the marketer, and you have to ask for those testimonials. One of the biggest things that business owners don't do is they don't ask enough favors, mm-hmm. really. you know, like a favor, like it's a favor. Hey, will you help me out? Right. And uh, there's nothing wrong with asking. Totally. And I think you having this framework helps to give people a incentive to be able to use that because it's literally three questions in an email to guide someone because people are hesitant to ask because they're not sure or it's going to take too much time. And I've even done in the past for testimonials, if someone has said something to me and I've made note of it because I do that. And we talk about that in brand voice, like taking notes of what people say to you during conversations. So here's another nod to that. Listen and remember are the two points from there. So I will take something someone said to me and feed it back to them and say, Hey, During the course of our work, you said this. So this could be a prompt for your testimonial. And then you can give them the three questions, but have them remember like you had said you were so thrilled because of this. And, you know, you can give them that. So I think giving people prompts in that story piece, that's awesome. It's so good. Really, really. And I love that we were able to bring it around to testimonials too, because it's such a piece that supports people in business and they really need it. Yes, we all need that because, you know, people need to, like you said, you go to Amazon, you read the reviews. People really need to know that other people are working with you or using your products and services or whatever it may be. And they've, they've had success. They've had that transformation. They've had that journey that took them up and over their own mountain. And it's really, really important to do that for people to get a sense of what working with you might look like. Yeah. And I want to talk too about how story drives everything. So, I mean, it's it's around everything in our lives. I mean, we're all home watching Netflix. You know, we're all taking in stories. Documentaries are stories. News are stories. You know, everything is stories. So really figuring out how to have stories for your business. Are there certain stories? I mean, yes, we know people need to do an about me story. You know, can we talk about what's the best way to craft that? Because I work with people all the time on that, that the about me is really about them and maybe a little bit about you at the bottom. Like, so I think since we know that stories drive everything and we're so exposed to it, but we still have trouble like writing about ourselves. Can we talk a little bit about the about me story place on a business or? Yeah, I I think it's very similar to just that story formula. I mean, if you just followed that story formula, you're going to get to the nuts and bolts of why 
you know, you are doing this business? What message are you trying to reach other people with? What are you trying to help people with? And really just be very open about that. You know, like I'm here to teach you or I'm here to help you or I'm here to, you know, solve a problem of some sort. And so really just starting from that framework of like, okay, well, where did that start for me? You know, mm-hmm. what, how did I get on this journey of, of becoming this person that helps people with stories or helps people with, you know, their branding and building out, you know, all of their machine of their websites and things like that, which is what you do. Mm-hmm. You know, how did, where did that come from? You know, and as we learned with you, Sandra, in your first podcast episode, you know, just really started so far back in your days of pop culture and, and really seeing how things were done and, and really just, you know, seeing the creativity that existed. But you also started to see where people were stuck and, you know, learning how to like put it all together, like put the whole image together. And that's really what websites do, right? We have to put the whole thing together into one place so that people can go in one link and find out as much as they can about you. And it's just really kind of letting people know how did you get there? So a little bit of like, why am I here? Why am I doing this? Why does it matter? And what is it that I want to help you with? Like, you know, in my experience, learning to tell stories does help build a business. It does help you connect deeper with an audience. It helps you build those connections with other people. It can do a lot of things, give yourself some clarity and some confidence. And so all of those things are wrapped up into what I try to share on my website in that about me section, you know, it's about I've I've interviewed, I think one of the things that I talk about on my about me is that I've like, look, I've interviewed thousands of people truly. And Mm -hmm. I've interviewed everybody from governors of states, CEOs, Fortune 500 CEOs, millionaires, celebrities, athletes, all the way down. And I don't say down as in a derogatory, but just like across the spectrum, all the way across to the everyday Joes and the everyday Marys who you're not going to know their name in the limelight. If I said their name today of someone that I interviewed, you wouldn't know who they are. But what I've learned about their story is that they are the same as the people that are at the top of their game, you know, making millions of dollars or whatever, that our human connections really are all the same. And that I see those connections. I understand what the key elements of people's stories are. And that's really what I want to bring to other people, show them how to pull those elements of their story out. You know, I'm sharing a little bit of experience of what I've done and giving my expertise, letting people know that I'm I'm just not straight off the boat, that I actually have some experience that so you want to establish that brand authority you know, and a little bit of what the passion is, but really just why are, how is this going to relate to the audience who might be on that website reading that about me? What does this have to do with you? Mm-hmm. What does this have to do with the, the people that you're trying to help? And if they work with you, what is it that they're going to experience? And I also think that when you build out your brand, so you have your website, so there's different places to share stories there, but there's also the content pieces. So your blog, your podcast, your live videos on Instagram, IGTV, not every element of your story and of your background needs to go into every story. And I think that's something that I encounter a lot because I do get the here's the two pages of my about page. And I'm like, this is insanity. Like we can't put this on, you know? And so, you know, because even as you talk, I think about it, like there's so many elements of my own story that were pivotal. I did those things for 
15 years or 10 years, you know, but they're not in the, the beginning story. They're not in that intro, you know, like you can let things come out and stories come out over time about you that also share your expertise. Like we don't have to jam, you yeah. know, 10 pounds into a five pound bag so yeah. that it's yeah. no. too much for people to absorb. So that's where you have these other outlets like social media or your blog and where you can share more stories about you. Well, here's the thing really is this leads into true consistency is if you are putting the website out there and you are also showing up on social media and you're also doing things like maybe a podcast or, or maybe a regular Facebook live, you know, some sort of broadcasting. I think broadcasting is very important in today's market. So figure out a place that you could regularly broadcast in some way. And then maybe some, you know, and that could be blogging that could also count as blogging, but just something where you're regularly getting a piece of content out into the world. If you're doing all of that on a consistent basis, those stories are going to come up from time to time. And you're going to be able to weave in elements of your story on a kind of a regular basis. But like you said, not every single time are you going to tell that mountain story. Not mm-hmm. every single time that you get on somewhere, you're going to tell this is where I was before. This was my transformation. And now here's my running down the mo- you know mountain message to you. We're not doing that. But if you actually identify what that story arc is for you, you will learn to weave that in like little ways all throughout your messaging. And so the point is, if if you're being really visible, and you know what that brand message is, you know what that running down the mountain message is for your business, you will learn to weave that into everything that you do. You will say a little hint of it in a blog post, you'll remind people on a Facebook Live, you know, lot. Things that might come up, I'll say, like, this is why I tell my clients all the time to XYZ, right? I might drop that in there because I'm always reminding people who I am and what I do and how I can help them. And so you want to always be weaving that in, but you're not always going to do it in a way that you're telling the full story. But if you are being consistent and finding several avenues to share your message and get out in front of your audience, this is just a lesson in visibility, then you're you're going to be able to weave in those stories. But a lot of times people build a website, right? And Sandra, I know you're going <laughs> to, you're going to agree with me because that's what you're doing. You're building websites for people. They're going to build a website and then they're going to just like shake their hands and dust them off and say, okay, I'm going to sit back and just wait for those sales to come in, Right. And it's like, people will say to me, well, it's on my website. I have that course on my website, but nobody's buying it. And I'm like, are you communicating that mm-hmm. it's there? Are you actually telling the story of, you know, what could be inside of it? Like, are you showing up? Are you being consistent? Are you, you know, communicating? We have to have modes of communication to share our message over and over and over and over again. And weaving that story into that will happen naturally once you really identify what that story is. So many good points there. And it's because we know it's all work, you know, it's all work. So it's work to put a website together and to write it and you do want to exhale, you know, and that's also, you know, one of the things I say to the clients I work with is you go handle that part now. Like you brought me on and I'm doing this. So don't worry about this. Don't worry about the website. I assign them, like if when a client comes to me for Kajabi and to get their course out, I say, all right, we've done all this stuff and I'm handling all of this. Now you go focus on that because 
this is taken care of and your mind needs to be on the communication and the marketing so that when all this is ready, you've got people lined up. And I feel like that's another hurdle that people have to get over because people do work in tranches, you know, and I'm like, oh, I'm doing this. I'm putting all my energy into it. And then I'm like, I'm kind of exhaling. But you need to line up the next thing to make the past thing effective. So yeah, I mean, no one ever said running your own business was going to be easy. And in fact, if they ever said that, I think we would all go knock them over the head right now. (laughs) But as an entrepreneur and solopreneur or small business, you probably I hope that you are doing work that you love. And then if you're doing work that you love, that's going to come across in the story that you tell. And it's also going to come across in the way that you show up because you're really passionate, you're dedicated, you're committed, you're excited, you know, I know that's been my experience. I have followed my own storyline to get where I am today. And it makes it really easy for me to show up 99% of the time. Definitely, I have my days where I just say, not today. I can't do it today. But I will say 99% of the time, I get up each day and I am excited about, you know, the work that I get to do. I'm excited about the people I get to help. I'm excited about really helping people with the work, you know, their own story and getting visible and helping see their businesses grow or see their, their mission work take root and have, you know, really have a high impact in the world, whatever it may be. So that's why I think going back to the very beginning of this conversation, what learning your own story is, again, learning to use your story in a powerful way, because it will bring back that clarity and the confidence that you need to go and be that big, bright light in the world for other people. Perfectly said. And it's a perfect segue to our go check out April and the work that she's doing. You can find her at lightbeamers.com. You can click on the yellow button and get into her community and download the story formula PDF. Everything that we were talking about, how to write your own story, that formula, how to ask for testimonials, use that formula. All of that is on her website. There'll be a link in the show notes. But again, it's lightbeamers.com. And remember, base peak base. And there were so many good things that we're going to pull out of this. I'm like, it's very excited for the pullout of quotes from here. I You're know, I can't wait. <laughs> You're a brilliant mind. And I really enjoyed figuring out... like. I just worked through something myself during this call. So that was unexpected result of things as well. So everyone go check April out. April, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. All right, guys, we'll see you next week. Thanks for joining me today. You can access more info in the show notes at thelonggamepodcast.net. If today's show connected with you in some way, please share it with your friends or hop on iTunes and leave me a review. Until next time, keep playing the long game.